All right, everyone, welcome to Strictly Sports. I am Jacob Brown here for part two of this podcast this week with CJ Uri, where we're going to do a deeper dive into the NHL, and we're going to go over uh, the NFL craziness that has been going on. Obviously, CJ, you're a pretty happy guy. You got Claude Giroux and Tariq Hill within a few days, but we're going to start with those Florida Panthers. But just initial reactions, dude, you're probably having a good time. (laughs) No, I, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm insanely excited. I, I like, it's a, it's a really fun time to be in South Florida sports right now. I mean, you know, something that's not even getting like as much press as people, you know, as, as they probably should is the, the Miami heat are first in the East. Like they're, they're, they're a wagon this year too. They're really good, but yeah, I mean, look, Panthers, Claude Giroux. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of all the additions that they made. Uh, the, I think I think for Panthers fans, the biggest thing that the, the most satisfying thing right now is the fact that Claude Drew literally waived his no move clause for the Panthers. Like like the Avalanche, there it is. It is fact that the Avalanche tried to waive the clause, or or or, or sorry, the Avalanche tried to concoct a trade for um, Claude Drew. Claude Drew and Drew wanted the Panthers. And honestly, props to the Flyers. Like. Flyers, they know that he's a, you know, he's a club legend, franchise legend, and they wanted to do right by Claude Giroux. So they made that happen. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, like I was, you know me, I was very high on Owen Tippett. I still am. I think he can be a really good player in this league. Um, and they get a, they get a piece that, you know, it just hasn't been able to find his, find his way in the NHL just yet. He's shown some flashes of brilliance. Like last playoffs, he was pretty effective. Uh, he can easily be a top six forward and he could be a sniper on the power play that sits at the dot and just rips one timers. No, no problem. He's got a lethal NHL shot. So I, I mean, look, I think the flyers got some good stuff in return. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, Jeru's to Florida. Uh, you know, I heard Steve was talking a little bit earlier about the fact that, you know, the whole thing about Bobrovsky, it goes, you know, it's as far as Bob will take them. I, I in all honesty, I think that that is still a thing. I mean, goaltending is huge. Like the Rangers have goaltending um, that is just so superior right now. Like that's just like he he could literally take the Rangers to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I wouldn't be surprised because goaltending is like when you get a hot goaltender, anything can happen. You know what I mean? Yep. So I do I do think that Bobrovsky is still the key here, but I don't think so in the first round anymore. I think that the Panthers off of their forward talent and defensive talent alone that they can get past, even if Bob kind of falters at the beginning. Yeah, no, he also did say too, he said, uh, be careful what you wish for in terms of who you want to play because he said flashback to the Lightning when they got swept by the Blue Jackets. So it's, you know, you know, you get Boston, you get Washington, you might take that sigh of relief, but those are the, you got Alex Ovechkin to play. You got Patrice Bergeron and, and Pasternak and, and all those guys. So no matchup in the East is going to be easy, but I do agree with you that I think Florida probably will get past the first round and probably past much more than that. Uh, they, they got significantly deeper with this. And on the la- on part one, we went through the four forward lines and we, we were just sitting there like, Holy cow. I mean, like, yeah. this is incredibly deep. I mean, there's really no holes at all. Uh, when you have Luce Reinen, who on a lot of teams, he'd probably be a viable third center option, you know. Oh, he for sure is. And I think, right. and, and, and I think long-term, I think that the Panthers probably view their centers as up the middle as Barkov, Lundell, Lusterinen. And like, like Sam Bennett has been awesome since coming here. I mean, look, the, just the, the guy's cap. got, he, he's going to have over 30 goals this year. Um, and he's still young. So, I mean, who knows? But I think like, you know, when you think about cap and, and, and whatnot, and later on, like after his three years here, he's only going to keep getting better. I mean, you play on a line with Huberto, he's going to, you know, his stats are going to go up. His stats are going to be a little bit padded, right? He's going to ask for more cash. So it's like, I mean, we're talking way down the line, but yeah, you're right. Luce Terenin, 3C, man. On some teams, he's a, he's a 2C too in this league. Like he, he is, he's pretty good. But yeah, I think the big thing for, for the Panthers in round one, when it comes around, whether it's the Capitals or the Bruins, or I really hope the Maple Leafs slip and they, and we play the Maple Leafs round one. Like I would love nothing more. I think that that team is full of bums. And they got I, better though, man. They, they they got better. Like you look at that. They defense. got better, bro. But I think that core of of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and God only fucking knows. I just Nylander. I just don't think that they have it in them. I don't. 
and and I think I I think that that is like a like the here's here's my thing the Panthers in round one they're gonna roll four lines that can score their line four will have Patrick Hornfist E2 Lusterine and, and Ryan Lomberg like like that is speed grit hitting and Hornquist can score like he can get in front of that net and get you play. like some yeah he's on the freaking power play sometimes or Hornquist can sit in front of the net and get you like a you know like a like a garbage can goal and then you're sitting there like the other team you're like geez we can't even stop the fourth line and even if the fourth line isn't scoring they're generating chances so and then you know another thing is we didn't even give up Noel Achari at the deadline which yeah. I was really surprised about I thought that they were going to try to move him to, to create a little bit more cap space. He's kind of an odd man out on the team right now, but he's a fantastic player. Like he's a great bottom six forward, no matter where you put him defensively hitting, he can score. I mean, he scored 20 goals two years ago. So anyway, I mean, Panthers are super deep and yeah, that forward group is insane. Who would you, who and, would you rather have had Vitrano or, or Achari? Uh, Achari. Uh, like, I don't have any issue with Vitrano. Don't get me wrong. And I, I'm, and he was really good in the locker room and he was well-loved. Right. But he's really streaky. And I gave up on Frank Vitrano last year in the playoffs. He was nowhere to be found. We needed, we needed like, like he was the one guy in that forward group last year that just skipped a beat. He did. Yeah. He, he really did. Like he was nowhere to be found. He was completely eliminated. He relied on speed down the wing and instead of like technically getting through the neutral zone and getting pucks deep and fighting and winning the board battle, he just wasn't there. So I I'm cool with it. And, and again, these are guys that are, we're, we're going to want money. And I also think that Frank Petrano in L, in order for him to elevate his career needed to go to a team that needed him. I don't think the Panthers needed. Frank. Yeah. And now, and now he he's on a line with Panarin and Strom. And now, yeah, exactly. He's on a line that actually needs his services and compliment him. And I think for his career, he's probably sitting there like friend wise and, and, you know, like, I guess Stanley cup wise, it was better to stay with Florida at the moment, but dude, the Rangers are, are on the up and up. They're going to make the playoffs this year. They have the chance to go deep because of goaltending. And on top of that, I'm going to play top six minutes with some fantastic forwards. So before he was playing bottom six minutes, I mean, he's playing with Lundell and Sam Reinhardt. I mean, shit, that's fucking good. But he's playing bottom six minutes. So I think for his career, I think I think it's good. And I think what the Rangers did were, was, was really good. Like I, I, I applaud the Rangers for going to the Panthers, who they very well could meet in the playoffs and say, what's it going to take for this guy? Like, he's sitting on your bench, and he's a scorer, and we need a scorer. Like, what's it going to take? Props to the Rangers. Yeah, and, and the, you know, we, we went in-depth on the Rangers, so I'm not going to do it again, but I love the Andrew Kopp move because they needed a third-line scorer. Yep, um, I, again, I think the Rangers made some really good moves. Yeah, so they did a great job. And the teams we didn't dive deep into, one of them being the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I think they had a, a very good deadline. I, I love the Richard Raquel move. They, they were trying Kasperi Kapanen in the top six on the right wing uh, for the last year. Uh, it hasn't really worked out for them. He's much better served on a third line role. Uh, and now that top six for, for Pittsburgh, when it's all said and done, you're going to have Gensel, Crosby, Rust, and then Zucker, Malkin, and Raquel. And that's a pretty damn good top six. I think their defense still lacks on the left side with Dumoulin and, and some of those guys. I think Latang obviously is the anchor, um, but everyone else is just kind of there. Josh Marino is pretty good too but that's a right side defenseman. So I think left side is where they lacked. They did trade for Nate Beaulieu. I don't know how impactful he's going to be. He's probably like a third pair type guy just for some stability. Um, Tristan Jari's had a good season. Um, so I look at them and they also traded uh, Zach Aston Reese uh, and, and uh, Dominic Simon in that, in that Raquel trade. So those bottom six guys leave. I love Brian Boyle on that fourth line with, with uh, mm -hmm. Luger. Uh, I really love that. And, and then uh, with, with Heinen on that line, and then the third line has uh, Evan Rodriguez. So with Kapanen, so they're much more balanced now. Uh, they're they're kind of sitting there. Well, the Ranger, the, the Penguins now have 87 points, Rangers have 85. And people don't talk about the Penguins as much. And, and they, listen, Malkin came back from injury. He's over a point a game player. So he's the same guy. They are still the Pittsburgh Penguins, but it's about to me, how deep can they go? How much do they have in them? Not about how capable of a playoff team they are, because they're absolutely a team 
that teams I don't think are going to want to face at all. Yeah, no, I, I look, I completely agree. And I'm going to, I'm going to actually further what you're saying right now. I think it's actually the teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins who are not getting as much press and media love right now. They're having a fantastic season. I think there's a couple teams that are just kind of running away with things right now. The Panthers and the Avs are getting a lot of media attention. You know, they're, they're in the race for the president's trophy. Oh my God. Panthers made all these moves at the deadline. Oh my God. The avalanche are so good. They're easily the one seed in the West. They're going to cakewalk to the, to the Stanley cup. I think that when we get closer and closer to the playoffs, that people are going to look around and go, damn, the Penguins had, and and also the Rangers are having a really good season right now. And the New York Rangers are a huge brand in in hockey. And And, and the Hurricanes are first place. So, and, and, and the Hurricanes are right there too, but the Hurricanes have been, have, have had a little bit of sustained success over three years, right? Yeah. Like, like they, like they're making the playoffs every year. They've got a really good core. I think people have already spoken about the Hurricanes a lot. I mean, the, the, the Panthers had a fantastic season last year, but the Hurricanes got more press than the Panthers last year. Right. So, and then, you know, like I said, the, the, the Rangers are our national media brand and that's why teams like Pittsburgh who have been good for a lot of people's like the last decade, maybe decade in, in almost a half decade and a half, the, the penguins have been really good, like really good for three a long cups. time, like three Stanley cups or how many cups did they have? They won three. It was two yeah, in three a row. with this three with three with Crosby Mal- Malkin. Right. So it's like, yeah. people are, people just don't waste their breath talking about the penguins because they know the penguins are good. But the thing is, is the penguins recently have been that team that gets the first round and they just, they're, the GM hasn't been all that great. They haven't surrounded Crosby with, with what he's really needed. And now I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I feel like the Penguins have added these, like, these pieces that you're like, damn, I mean, that's pretty good. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins defense. And I'm also thinking, like, that these pieces are really good, but you're still asking a ton from Gensel, Crosby, Malkin. Yeah. Whereas I feel like on the Rangers – there's a little bit more balanced scoring. Goaltending is is much be- is the best in the league right now. Goaltending, you guys have the best goaltending in the league, the Rangers. So I give the edge to the Rangers in that, and I also give the ra- the, the edge to the Rangers in some youth. I mean, yeah, again, it's like the Rangers have speed, skill, and youth, and they added some punch in the hitting department, and they got great goaltending. So. I, I, I like the Penguins this year to make some noise, but I almost think that they're like a, they're like a, they're like a round one game seven heartbreaker loss, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm feeling the same way. Like same thing with Boston, same thing with Washington. They just feel like those teams. And I got to tell you, you know, Carolina, they added Max Domi and that's a nice move. And, the, and their first place in the pesky division. move, really pesky, annoying because the, the Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes already have a very annoying, annoying team. Yeah. And all they did was get more annoying. Yeah, no, I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, their defense is deep. Tony D'Angelo coming back this year and being an all-star and an offensive force, uh, good for him. But I just, I don't know what it is. I I, I don't get scared by their team. I, I just don't, it's not because they go to the playoffs and lose. It's because I don't know if some of those players are guys that can take over come playoff time. I just, I don't know if Aho, once he gets the playoffs, can be a takeover, lead you to the Stanley Cup type of star. Whereas I think some other teams have those guys like the Panthers, Barkoff and Uberdo. Absolutely. I mean, they are big, strong, can score. Aho's a little bit smaller. And I think he's going to have to rely on in the playoffs that protection from guys like Sveshnikov and Taravainen and guys like that. I, I just, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I just don't get wowed or scared by their roster. They play a very complete team game. And, yeah. and I do agree in, in the flair department, they are lacking. They are in the flair, the flair scoring, but the guy that can just turn to turn a game on its head and just immediately flip the ice in, in, in your, your team's favor. I believe that in the East, I would say the, the Panthers, the lightning, and the Maple Leafs are ahead and yeah. in, in that department of flair. And I would say, look, I would say that the Rangers, like Artemi Panarin is better than any play, any forward that the Hurricanes have, right? But I just and, wouldn't and, go, and go so as far I would as say the Banajad is right yeah, there I mean, with Ajo. Ajo's really good. Ajo's like legit really good. And he's like a mini Barkov, but I don't think he'll ever be more than that, right? 
And I, I'm just saying, I'm sitting here, I'm saying like, like if we really needed a goal or we needed some guy to come in and force the issue and like, you know, create some play on it's like, like, like randomly create an insane play. Right. I would just, I would pick Barkov, Kucherov, Huberto, Stamkos, um, Matthews Marner over Aho and Taravainen. And you know what I mean? No, yeah, I'm absolutely right? with you. And and I think that the Carolina Hurricanes play a really good team game, but I actually think what Bill Zito decided what Bill Zito realized was like, yes, I know that the media and everybody's saying we're behind Tampa and we're trying to become better than Tampa, not just be their little brother. I get that. But at the same time, let's look at what the Hurricanes did. They created a team, they created a, a group of forwards in, in six D men that are really good, that are all just, that are it's a great group. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna create a similar structure. And not only create a group like that, but a group that's better. And I think that the Panthers have a better forward group than like a four, four lines. I think I, all four lines, in my opinion, are better than the Hurricanes four lines. Now, I agree. I think the Hurricanes have better de- de- defensive defensemen. Absolutely. But forwards in a, in a series, I'd take the Panthers forwards any day of the week. For the most part, I would take the Rangers forwards. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And, and this isn't just like trying to argue. I just looked up the stats between Ajo and Zibanejad. And uh, they are basically exactly the same production wise. So it's, yeah. you know, if it were me, obviously I watch the team every night. I'd take the guy that's three inches taller with the power play shot, you know, get, that gets the one timers. It's almost, I mean, every, he basically has that. I mean, he won that game in Tampa with the one timer with 16 seconds left. Like that's what I don't think Aho has. Like, I, I don't know what it is. He's got that skill, but he doesn't have that, you know, takeover type thing and Zabanajad can win you a game and you know it's it's very close I mean I was a tremendous player and he was also I think an all-star and Zabanajad was an all-star but didn't go um but yeah anyway um so th- those were some moves with uh with the Hurricanes I'm looking here that's right Marc-Andre Fleury to the Minnesota Wild uh, along and also they picked up uh Nicholas Delorier from the Ducks um I, I the Fleury move to me when I saw it I was like wow uh Cam Talbot made the all-star team and is not the starting goaltender of his team anymore. That is wild. No pun intended. Uh, and, and, you know, Flurry's a guy who's going to come in here and he's, he, he's provides a presence. And that's something that the wild have 100% lacked over the last 10 years. They make the playoffs most of the time and they just get bounced. They try, you know, Parise and Suter, they, you know, we're going to sign these guys to 11 year contracts. And because of that, they can never get the supplemental pieces. And now they kind of have more of that freedom to get a guy like Flurry. Um, and I think that, you know, with Kaprizov, the way Zuccarello's playing, uh, Erickson Eck is a very effective player. They can be a team that wins a round or two now. But even still, like, I, I, I feel bad saying this. I don't think they're a cup team. No, no, I don't think that they're a cup team, but I think that they're good for two rounds. I, I, I think that they could win two rounds. I think that they can. I think that they'll win round one. I would definitely take them to win round one. And I think that get, get round two would go, would go really deep. And, and I actually think it's really good for hockey for Minnesota to be as, you know, coming up like they are like really, because they have a huge following. People don't realize it. Like pe- they, the Minnesota wild have a huge following. The barn is insane. It's packed every night. Like it's good for hockey that, that Minnesota is, is getting back to that. Like, Oh wow. Okay. Okay. They're really good. So um no i mean you're right i mean talbot not being the starter like like that's kind of a crazy world um i do think the wild are way more deep of a team than people realize Uh, um yeah i mean the west is weird i I would definitely say the wild are my two in the west in all all honesty um you know abs and then wild for me um because when you think about it st louis doesn't have that goaltender stability right now with who do they want? Huso, the young guy, or Bennington, who's struggling but won them the cup? And Vegas is really struggling right now. And outside of that, it's like, okay, Calgary, I think, would would be a team for me that I actually think I would take them over Minnesota right now. I like Markstrom a lot. Uh, and the Goudreau, Johnny Goudreau this season is insane. Calgary um, would be my Calgary would be like my two B. I don't know. I like, I like there's something about the wild and playing at home yeah that i would give true, you it's I, so I, true I, I think that i i think that the, the best canadian team is the flames i think they're better than the leafs 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think they're more stable. They're, they're more of a, a complete team. But speaking of the Leafs, they also made a trade with the Seattle Kraken, acquiring Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell. Blackwell likely to slot in on, on that fourth line with Spezza and Wayne Simmons um, or Engvall, one of the two. Uh, and then that defense, though, you know, we always that that's always the, the, the thing that everyone goes for. You mentioned Maple Leafs and you say, oh, they never have a defense. Well, now they kind of do like you have Muzzin, Giordano, Morgan Riley, Rasmus Sandin, uh, Justin Hall. So they've got something there on defense where it's like those guys can produce offensively. Some of them, especially Sandin is a tremendous offensive player. Giordano as well. Um, I, you know. Jack Campbell, this is the most stable goalie goalie play that they've had in a, in a number of years. I, I get your your opinions about the Maple Leafs, but I do think that they're better positioned than they ever have been to win in the playoffs. And if they don't, then holy crap. I mean, you're right, you know. <laughs> Look, I could care less for Jake Muzzin, and I could care less for Morgan Riley. Other guys that you named, pretty decent, pretty solid, right? <laughs> Here's the problem, okay? Let's look at the Panthers and the Lightning here. The Panthers and Lightning both have not won a playoff series in God only knows how long. It's been a very long time since both of these teams have won. I mean, the Panthers haven't won a playoff series since 1997, and the Leafs haven't won a playoff series since, since I think, like 2003. It has been a long time for both these clubs, okay, which is insane. Very wild to think about, right? What the Panthers showed to me last year against the Lightning is that they're not to be messed with, right? Like, that Panthers-Lightning series was like, oh, okay, wow, the Panthers are for real. If they got anybody else in this round, this first round, they might have won. Yeah. Or if Ekblad, if Ekblad was actually playing and healthy, that, game, that series maybe goes seven games, right? And that was against the eventual Stanley Cup champion. The, the freaking Leafs seriously like got stunned by the canadians who were horrible <laughs> like i'm sorry like terrible like bad very bad yeah and all of a sudden it's like oh the leafs man they have like one of the best teams bro, one of the best rosters yes they have had a really good roster for a while but they don't have that go like in the big games what, didn't, didn't they just lose to the Sabres in that Winter Classic? I, do, I can't say that on recall, but maybe. I'll, I'll look it up. Look it up. I'm almost positive that they just lost to the Sabres. On a huge game, outdoor game, nationally televised, the Sabres gave it to them. And then Matthews took a suspension. <laughs> okay. okay. I, gotta look this up. I have, like, never been more adamant about a team in sports that they are absolute frauds. And they're, like, just the culture is just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sabres won five to two, five to two in a huge game. It's an outdoor series. And you're literally in the race to make sure that you're not a wild card team and have to play one of the hurricanes or the Panthers. And you lost to the Sabres in a huge game on national TV. I'm sorry, dude, there's something wrong with them, man. And I don't know if it's the, like in Toronto, they're treated like gods, you know, cause it's like the Maple Leafs, and whatever. Like I get it. You know, and, it's the and Yankee thing, bro. The Yankee cowboy thing. It is literally the Yankee cowboy thing, man. It is. They are that version. It's they are the version, the, the NHL's version of the Cowboys and the Yankees. And it's it's comical to me. It really is. Like, I find it to be really funny that every year their fans talk them into the same shit and the same shit happens every year. They get bounced round one. They're never good enough. Yeah. No, it, you it, have Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Nylander. And some decent pieces on defense, and you never can do it. Yeah. No, and, and I don't no think this year's any different. It's yeah. e this is what they get in, in, in round one. They either get the lightning or they get one of the Panthers and the Hurricanes. They're not beating one of those. Nah. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. love nothing more than the Leafs to, to bounce Tampa round one and then and then the Panthers running the Leafs. I just want to run into the Leafs once. That's hey. it. And, and I, and I, I want the Leafs. Like I genuinely want to run into the Leafs. Anyway, that, that's that. I mean, I, the East to me is way more intriguing than the West will ever be. I, I don't even like, uh, like, I don't care about the West really. Like it, it's, I, you know, we talked about the wild, the flames, the abs and you know, the blues, they're not going to have enough with their goalie. Like I said, and 
other than that, it's like Nashville, maybe Soros can carry them. Um, you know, Forsberg is insane. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And, and other than that, for the NHL trade deadline, the Avs picked up Lekkonen and Cogliano. Uh, but they're the exact same. They're Maple Leafs West. They don't have that go in the playoffs, like you mentioned. And they, they've got to do it too. Like this is their year. If they don't do it in this West, they got to tear the whole thing down. Like you, you got to start rethinking a lot of things in Colorado. So let's shift to the NFL where, holy crap, dude, let's just go with recency bias here with the Tariq Hill trade to your Dolphins for five picks. That's the first thing on my mind. Uh, dude, him and Jalen Waddle, man. Dude. I like I would have told you that you were on crystal meth if 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 you told me yesterday that hey CJ I just want you to know that tomorrow you'll go to sleep and Tyreek Hill will be on your team. <laughs> I would have told you that you are on literal crystal meth. Oh my God. I would have been like, okay, dude, shut up. Good goodbye. I, I'm like, I'm shocked. Like I'm literally I I I can't be more shocked than I am right now. I, I, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't. It's like all of a sudden I get a thing from Schefter, Dolphins, Jets talking about trade for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill not being paid what he wants in the Chiefs. He's gone. Like, what, what? And then the second I saw Jets there, I'm like, he's going to the Dolphins. I was like, fucking Jets. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. And good, like the this entire free agency, I'm sitting there like we had all this cap space yep where is it going yep okay we got Mostert, kind of a team not not team friendly deal but you know chase edmund cedric wilson the o-lineman nothing crazy you're not paying these guys anything crazy then you get tearing arms i'm like all right you know what i'll I'll call the i'll call this offseason a b plus because we got that we got a tackle that's that's really good that's a that's that's all pro caliber tackle paid him good money it was actually a bargain deal Apparently, a couple of people on ESPN were saying that, you know, if he didn't have a little bit of an injury history, he might be the number one paid left tackle in the NFL. Oh, man. So, so bargain deal. I'm cool with it. I'm all over it. Taron Armstead, he's legit. He's been to the Pro Bowl a few times. He's, he's an immediate upgrade. We get Connor Williams from Dallas, the inside guard. Immediate upgrade, bro. Immediate yeah. upgrade. So now I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what, man? This would be plus offseason, whatever. But I feel like we still, like we need a wide receiver like Cedric Wilson, like he adds speed, but you know, nothing insane. Like he's a, you know, third option, right? Dude. Then Tyree kill stuff comes through. And the fact that the dolphins finally decided to pay up for a hall of fame talent at a position of need. And on top of that, they did not give up a single first round pick from 2023. They still have two first in 2023. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. If they want to get back into the first round for this exact draft to go grab another offensive lineman later in the draft, oh my God, by all means, they can easily do it. Yep. They can absolutely do it. I'm totally fine trading the 29th pick in the freaking draft this year. I'm fine trading the 50th pick in the draft this year. I don't care about the other picks. You just got Tyreek Hill. Basically, what you just did was is you formed the fastest wide receiver, wide receiver duo in the NFL in Jalen Waddle and maybe Tyreek ever. Maybe probably ever. And on top of that, you gave him Cedric Wilson, who's fast as shit, too. People don't realize. And yep. then you got Taron Armstead. Like, dude, I'm sorry. Like the Dolphins have done a great Wait, job. Where, where is Devontae just, Parker? Devontae Parker's still with the Dolphins. Wow. Jeez. And and I would I would like actually like I would I would actively say this, right? The Dolphins roster goes toe to toe with every roster in the AFC other than I would say the Broncos, Browns, Bills. Every roster after that, the Dolphins Char- Chargers, I would say with Khalil Mack now. Well, yeah, Chargers. Yeah. So for those four teams. So after that, like I would say the Char- the Dolphins rosters might be the best of the bunch after that. That defense is legit. They have an offensive Tyreek Hill, Mike Isicki, uh, a new O-line, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker. Now your backfields, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. This team literally runs through the fact that Tua just improves a little bit. They were a nine-win team last year, and Tua wasn't even that good. Well, you know, I, we were talking about it in terms of the entire AFC, and I think it would be better serve to talk about, you know, how many teams there really are in the AFC now with everything that's gone on. 
that are in competition for those playoff spots, those seven. And uh, there's going to be four or five teams, you know, that are going to be like, I wish we were in the NFC. Uh, Cause it's just, it's almost not fair that there's so many teams that are so good in the AFC. I mean, we just mentioned the dolphins offense. Look at the Raiders. I mean, they trade for Devonte Adams. Uh, they have Walker. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr. I mean, they made the playoffs and they're in the Vegas, that home crowd. It's a totally different atmosphere. They feel like a legitimate franchise now. And, and, you know, you get the legitimate head coach in and, and then you have the Bengals completely revamping their offensive line, which I said, that's what I said after they lost in the Super Bowl. I said, if they got here without an offensive line, imagine them with one. And now they do uh, like, it, it's really like, the the and then you have the Ravens once again in the offseason upgrading their defense. Uh, you know, the, the Browns now with Deshaun freaking Watson. You have, I mean, I was going through it. I think the Titans are like not even a consideration for me. And they they just brought in Robert Woods, which is a total improvement over Julio Jones as your second option. And you have the best running back in football. And I'm sitting here like, I think the Colts with Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor. And that defense, which is significantly better than Tennessee's, they're going to win that division. And I think if you lose the AFC South, Tennessee's not making it because you're going to have to battle with the three losers of the AFC West, the two losers of the AFC North, and the Steelers. You could even say three. They're going to have plus wins. And then three teams in the AFC East, you know, and two that would be battling for a wild card with the Dolphins and, and the, uh, and the uh, excuse me, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. Uh, what's the fourth team? It's escaping me for a second. Dolphins, Bills, Jets. CJ, help me out, man. Wait, sorry. What's the question? Dolphins, the Dolphins, Bills, Jets. Jets Patriots. Paid, yeah, and they made the playoffs last year. So it's like, holy crap, dude. Like, so many teams are going to miss this year. But let's go through those other moves so we can clarify. Well, Well, let me just say this. Let me just say this before we move on. The AFC is absolutely insanely stacked, but at some point these teams need to beat up on each other, right? In the AFC North, these teams are going to beat up on each other. The yeah. Browns have to play the Steelers twice. The, the The Browns have to play the Ravens twice. The Browns have to play the Bengals twice. And then all those teams have to play each other. Like, like you're, these teams are going to beat up on each other. Yeah. Okay. The Raiders. And now let's look at the AFC, the, the AFC uh, West, right? Raiders. Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, they all have to play each other twice, right? So you're at the point of sitting here like, well, these teams might be closer to 500 than we probably realize. Right. Because they have to play each other. Like all these teams that are going to be in playoff contention have to play each other, right? So I'm told, like what the Dolphins just did today was like, they're better than the Patriots, which they swept yeah. the Patriots last year 2-0. And um, they swept the Jets, and then they lost. I mean, they got swept by the Bills. So really what the Dolphins are saying here is, like, take care of the Patriots and the Jets. And get one win against Buffalo, yeah. Get, get, get your, get, get your out-of-conference games done. We are our conference this, this next year. I'm pretty sure is the, is the, the, our conference mate is the NFC North. We get the Lions, the Bears. <laughs> Vikings and the Packers. Yeah. So you got a couple, you got Bears Lions there, right? So it's like while the while the Broncos and, and, and the Chiefs and fucking whatever are are Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers are beating up on each other. And the Browns, Bengals, um Ravens. Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Bengals, uh, Bengals are beating up on each other. Dolphins, man, you just got to take care of your stuff. AFC East teams, take care of your stuff. I mean, that's what you're saying to yourself, right? And now with the addition of Tyree Kill, offensive line help, you kept your defense intact. All you need is Tua to be even remotely competent. There's no reason why you don't emerge out of the AFC, out of the uh, into the playoffs of the AFC East. I'm sorry, there isn't. Like, you should, at the very least, you should be a 10-win team and be right there. Yep. Maybe 11. You know, and, and right. it's totally true. And we talked about them being San Francisco West, that you don't necessarily, like, the, you don't have to have the star quarterback if you have a coach like McDaniel that can make it work and make Tua work and like you know you you can throw to Tyreek Hill in space and it could be a little seven yard pass that turns into 12 yards or 15 and he's he can do the same thing with basically all of his targets now you bring in Mostert who is literally 
a part of that offense in San Francisco, which I love, by the way, that they brought in Mostert just for that familiarity with McDaniel. Um, but there's no the door is not shut on the Miami Dolphins just because Russell Wilson, Herbert with Cleo Mack and, and all this stuff, which we'll get into right now, that doesn't mean that, that, that the Dolphins are just out because they have two. They have a talented roster in a weaker division with a weaker schedule, and that might come to serve them really positively. And it, and it creates tension that you look at the AFC and it's Houston, uh, uh, New York, and, and like that's it. And, and the Jaguars and they're even and the Jaguars and Jets are even better than they were by, you know, by a lot, they're progressing, their quarterbacks are getting better. So Houston's really the only bargain, you know, terrible team in the AFC period. So crazy stuff out there. But first trade that we didn't cover was Khalil Mack to the chargers. And to me with Tyreek Hill leaving the chiefs, the chiefs are not a lock for the division at all. I think the chargers, I I didn't think they were before. (laughs) I would literally sit here and say that they are like third best team in the AFC West. Yeah. Like the, I I guess, I guess like when I say team, when I say team, I mean roster, right? I think the chargers roster is better. I think that the Raiders roster is right there with them. And I think that the Broncos roster is for sure better. Derek Carr has more targets. Russell Wilson, that, that Broncos defense is insanity, like absolute insanity. So, right? It's like, what are the chiefs? What do the Chiefs have? All right, a leaky defense that you know obviously relies on Mahomes at all times. I mean, they have the best quarterback in the NFL, so that always counts for a lot, right? But run game, eh? I would say all the other teams, all the teams that we mentioned, have a better run game. Yep. Um, and now you just, you know, your your huge X factor on offense that was basically uncoverable, right? just left and now you're sitting there like you put your mate you're asking Mahomes so much and if you're Mahomes you're probably pissed I'd be pissed yeah, you have Juju now I'd be pissed oh yeah I mean they did add Juju but I mean I, I think Juju's a great piece but he's not Tyreek and he, he's never going to be Tyreek he's a slot he's a slot wide receiver and I think Juju's a really good piece and it's going to be you know great for the offense don't get me wrong but like dude like you need three Jujus to replace Tyreek Oh yeah. So I, I, AFC West is going to be a, is going to be a bloodbath and AFC North bloodbath. I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm totally here for it. It's going to be cool. a lot of fun. Eat up on each other. Yeah. And, and you know, Khalil Mack though, like to me, it, it does take them to division favorites for me though. Um, Herbert is just so poised, but I mean, like, then again, it's like, he's got to face Russell Wilson twice. And I think Russell Wilson's going to be like, I'm a vet. You know, I can beat this young guy. It, like Russell Wilson's football IQ is, is an X factor in of itself. I mean, just again, it is stacked. It's crazy. The fact, the fact that Russell Wilson comes to the Broncos with an O-line that's pretty freaking good, a run game and, and, you know, wide receivers and Jerry Judy Sutton. And then, you know, what's his name? Uh, Tim Patrick. And then, you know, they've got, they've got tight end and they've got, you know, they've got a really, really, really good defense. I mean, I, I really believe that Russell Wilson landed in a spot where the Broncos are sitting there like, we could win the Super Bowl next year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos made a run at the Super Bowl. Oh, no, really not wouldn't. at all. I would, I, I, I like, <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm just sitting here sitting, like saying to myself, like the Chiefs made, the Chiefs took a huge risk. I, I, I think, I think them adding picks like that and they're able to revamp some areas of the, of their team that they, you know, have been neglecting for a while because of money is is huge don't get me wrong like like they're going to be able to do trenches they're going to be able to maybe get an x factor on defense in the draft they're going to maybe be able to 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 add a, another wide receiver because they're gonna have two first round picks like don't get me wrong but bro tyree kills a hall of famer yeah the same thing goes for the packers man like the same thing goes for yeah the packers. like Devonte adams is a hall of famer that dude people don't realize that was so much of aaron Rodgers. is, is oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> It's just crazy. Like, like it's just, it's going to be very interesting to see these teams, the Packers and Chiefs, who have been amazing and have the top two quarterbacks in the NFL. What are they going to do? Yeah. And, and to your point that the Chiefs will get to address other areas, Peter Schrager tweeted out from the Chiefs side five picks for one non QB player is about as much as you can possibly get on the market in a post Herschel world. You're now banking on one of the best front offices in the NFL 
to maximize a boatload of cheap draft picks and 70 million in cap space over the next three years. So that's their philosophy, I guess, around it. And that that's a true point. I think, I think what the chiefs probably are doing right now is they're like, we really, we probably should have lost to the bills. We lost to the Bengals. Why is that? Our defense sucks and we couldn't cover our quarterback or are we, we couldn't, we couldn't block for our quarterback. So Tyreek Hill wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL or second highest paid paid wide receiver in the NFL, whatever he ended up asking the chiefs. Are we going to is like, like with Tyreek Hill, I mean, yes, we won a super bowl and we got to the conference championship. Are we, you know, you know, we, we, we made two super bowls. We won one and we went to the conference championship. Are we, going to just give that money to Tyreek or is this formula maybe broken and we need to revamp the trenches and we need a better defense and we need a better O-line and no matter who's on the field Patrick Mahomes is going to score maybe they said that maybe they were like you know what Tyreek you're a chief for life man we just don't have that like like if we give you this money the rest of our team's not going to be as good as what we need it to be good luck in free agency or, or you know you're free to go get your cash elsewhere. I'm sure that's how it went. Yeah, and more power to them. More power to them. I think it is smart. I, I'm sitting here saying, if, <laughs> if I'm a Chiefs fan, it's like, well, this sucks. Tyreek Hill's gone. But I'm kind of excited for the future. Like, yeah. I think you're going to be able to build a longer and more sustainable roster that keeps Mahomes healthier and that defense is going to be loaded up again. What I will say, though, is, you know, you don't see Patrick Mahomes restructuring like Tom Brady. No. No. Mahomes shouldn't restructure. They're not going to have to restructure Mahomes anymore. With the fact that they have Tyreek Hill off the books and all these draft picks, they're going to be able to have fresh young talent that don't need huge contracts for another three years. True. So, again, I think what the Chiefs are doing is we want to build build a winner for a long time. Yeah. You know, and I agree. You have a winner for a long time with a fantastic quarterback, but like, what does it matter if we can't protect him? If we can't even get the ball back on, on offense? Like what if they turn the Tyreek Hill into like, a, you know, two cornerbacks that are like one's a pro baller and the other one's a starter on pretty much every team and then turn it into an alignment that, you know, keeps, keeps Mahomes healthy for his whole career. Like if they do that, then you're sitting there like it's a win. No, yeah. I That's mean, the way I see it. I mean, again, I mean, Mahomes is good for I, – I believe in his career, he's good for four Super Bowls in his career. I mean, you know, he's got a long time to do it. And, Maybe more, and, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's a very interesting thing because it came out of nowhere. So all these thoughts about what these teams are doing are very reactionary things. Be, and, and, like, when, when this trade broke, I almost thought, I wish all trades were like this because I'm so tired of – the three week lead up or the years long lead up to some of these trades where it's like speculation is that these two teams have called about these, these players and then blah, blah, blah. And it takes two weeks to get it done. And like, this came out of nowhere and it was like, Holy cow. And that shock factor was just there. And we don't have that. Like everything else takes days or weeks or years. Yeah, I know. I today was was wild, but I, I again, I think I think that there was a couple GMs or, or the league probably knew that like conversations about Tyreek Hill was stalling with the Chiefs, and there was a couple GMs that were ready to pounce and had their draft capital to do it and the cap space, right? So so if so if a bunch of GMs know that that Tyreek Hill is not happy with you know with what's going on and he he doesn't think he's going to get paid the money he wants, so you immediately dwindle your GMs that, that actually can pull this off or just organizations that can pull this off really fast, right? So it immediately goes to what teams have the money and what teams have the draft capital for the Chiefs. That goes down to like a couple teams right there. So it was immediately like Dolphins, Jets have the cap space and the draft capital. Okay, boom. So the Dolphins and the Jets both say, this are my offer. Hey, Chiefs, this is our offer to you. Hey, Tyreek, this is our offer to you. Tyreek just picks. Yeah. It kind of was one of those situations where you're like, geez, like to your point, it's like a lot of times we have to wait and wait and wait, see what happens. On this one, it was like, 
Take it or leave it. I'll make you the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Hey, Chiefs, take it or leave it. I'll give you five picks. Yeah. And, and I like it. All right, boom. Yeah, I like it a lot. And so uh, we'll just go quickly, like bullet point points yeah, yeah. for let's, like uh, all these other let's players. Let's dive into some more. Let's dive into some more of the other. There's a ton of other moves, by the way. I mean, yeah. we didn't even get to Devontae Adams. And, you know, we were on Khalil Mack, and I don't even know if we talked about Khalil Mack enough. But, I mean, yeah, well, Khalil yeah. Mack, by the way, to the Chargers is huge. Their defensive line is absolutely bananas. Yeah, with Bosa, Derwin James, they brought in J.C. Jackson from New England as a corner. Um, you know, that's huge. So, like, they, they extended Mike Williams. They're a good team, and, and I really like them with Herbert. Um, and, and, again, it's just this is a challenge for Herbert. You're, you're battling against quarterbacks that all have more experience than you, um, and, and that's going to be a big thing. And I, I still think, though, that Khalil Mack is such a difference maker that it really could push them over the edge for the division. Yep, I do. Yeah. But I also find that division to be a wash. <laughs> it is. It like, really is. Like if I went to Vegas and I was like, you know, going to bet on who's going to win that division, I just think that that would be a losing bet. And not because it would like it wouldn't be fun, but it would be it's just the fact that it's like whoever you pick, you don't. it's just going to be a sweat. It's going to be stressful. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, another big move, we have Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. Um, this was oh, a big yeah. one. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what, dude? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, and um, him and Deshaun now is just nuts. But Deshaun went to Cleveland too. I forgot. Oh my god, man! All right, yeah, let's dive into the Browns here. So we, you said Mari Cooper first, right? Uh, yeah. So they lost. Um, they lost uh, OBJ last year. Uh, that fit was never there. Um, Amari goes to the Browns. He's an immediate upgrade as to whatever they had on the outside. Um, yeah, they lost Higgins, and I think Landry's gone too. Higgins, Rashard Higgins. Oh, Rashard Higgins. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Landry's gone. I, where did where did Jarvis end up going? I think he's still a free agent. I, I, I'll, I'll look he's that still up. Still not there. even doesn't even have a home yet. Um, all right. Well, there you go, Jarvis. Um, anyway, look, Amari Cooper's an immediate upgrade. I think you need X factors in this division, just like you need any division. But I think at wide receiver, I think they immediately have an edge. Um, I, 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 I think that there's only one wide receiver in that division. That's better than Amari Cooper. That would be Jamar chase with the, um, the Bengals. I think after that, they have the second best wide receiver in the division. It is always good to add that. And again, they have the best run game in the NFL. So now like moving on to Deshaun, they just added a top five quarterback. So the Browns, again, they're a team that could would go in the Super Bowl. <laughs> there, there hasn't been this amount of parody in a long time like like you and i have been doing these podcasts for what two years now three years now yeah there is just no like I, there has never been a time that i've sat here and like there like i can name like six teams that can win it next year and i wouldn't be surprised yeah and like i said that that's why like as we go through this you slowly real like yeah there's gonna be four teams that miss that you're just like holy crap like if the titans miss after being the number one seed and they have the best running back in football you go, holy cow. Or if the Raiders miss with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro because they have Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert with Khalil Mack in their division. Like, it's just nuts. So, you know, we'll keep going here, though. Uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns well, also I would like to up. say one, one, one quick thing here. Um, I wanted to know what you think of this. Do you think Deshaun Watson plays day one? Before we move on from the Browns, do you think Deshaun Watson plays day one? Because I was watching Cowherd today during work, and I I think he made a really good point. He doesn't know if Deshaun Watson is a day one quarterback, and I think that that's there's there's a lot of reason why Mayfield hasn't been dealt just yet. Are there? Is he saying preparation wise, or is he going to? No, get not ended? preparation wise. Legal wise. Yep. Well, he was cleared legally, so I think it would be NFL suspension. Yeah, exactly. Is there a yeah. suspension? There hasn't been a suspension for Deshaun. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's one of those things where the NFL could go, even if you weren't legally prosecuted, they could just go, this isn't the standard that we like for our league. But at the same time, if it was cleared, it's like, he's got to be there. I'm sorry. Like, they went through these things. And it's like, if you go through all 22, and it's sort of, I get Deshaun as the money for the best lawyers and the yada, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, man. Like, and, and as time goes by, I hate to be like, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. So, you know, I, I think he will be a day one guy. 
Yeah, I, I, I think that like my opinion on it is that if the Supreme Court isn't or, or not Supreme Court, but if the court is not going to to dish out any punishment, then how can the NFL? Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So I, no. I think that he starts week one. If he doesn't, though, they miss the playoffs. That's how stacked it is. Like that. Yeah, I know. That... If he doesn't start week one, who do they start week one? And then if they start off one and three, I mean, I'm not saying they don't make the playoffs, but like, dude, you're already in a huge hole in a in a conference that you can't be in a hole. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the 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 margin of error is so small. Yep. You, anyway, yeah. uh, uh, we can move on to the next one. I just wanted to, to see what you thought of that. I thought it was pretty interesting. People think it's a given. I don't know if it's a given. I hope not. I, I think it would be a Debbie Downer, to, to be honest. But uh, Chase Winovich to the Browns as well for New England. That's a nice defensive well, that's, upgrade. That's a really nice pickup. I didn't realize that happened. That's, that's yeah. a pickup. Yeah. No, uh, we also have Mac Wilson to the Patriots from the Browns. It was a trade. Mac Wilson for Chase Winovich. Um, DJ Chark to the Lions. Look, small move just because they're not a good team. Um, the Chiefs also lost another defense. So the Chiefs lost Matthew and they lost Charvarius Ward to the 49ers. So the 49ers adding yet another secondary piece, uh, which is crazy, but the Chiefs did pick up Justin Reed from Houston. So they are, they're, they're not just losing two guys and not replacing. They have so far uh, replaced at least one guy with Justin Reed. The Giants made a few offensive line picks, one of them being uh, John Feliciano from Buffalo, connects with Brian Dable. Uh, Giants fed offensive line problems for 12 years. So it's like, it, to me, it's so frustrating to see the Bengals in one off season, they go out and they get these offensive linemen and they're, they're the problem solved. And the Giants, for some reason, has been over 10 years. They can't figure out the problem. Seems like Joe Shane is addressing it, which I really like. Um, trying to find yeah, like that is really frustrating if you're a Giants fan, but it's also like, and it's also frustrating if you're a Giants fan too, because the Dolphins have had an O-line problem for a long time. They t- they put a lot of draft capital in it. And I think the Dolphins just moved off of that. Like really quick. They're like, these guys just aren't it. We, we fucked up the, we screwed up these picks and you know, it's like, I, I, yeah, I'm not trying to harp on the fact that, you know, it sucks to be a Giants fan, but like, it does. It's, it's just wild to me that they have not addressed that yet. Like, just go throw some money in free agency, man. I'm sorry. Like, like you, 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 you have to, like the dolphins literally just, just revamped a one full side of their own line. They're going to pair up Connor Williams on the same side as Teron Armstead. And that side is perfect. Like it's yeah. good. Like yep. the, the, the giants need to do that. And the, you know, if the giants did that, who knows? Maybe Saquon doesn't get hurt every year. Maybe, um, maybe what's his face isn't isn't you know polarized as a quarterback that might not be good anymore what's his, uh daniel jones like yeah or might not ever be good sorry i shouldn't say good anymore but anyway yeah i, I no, yeah i, I mean I, again like giants have got to like figure something out it's it's got to be upsetting a, a market in a team like the giants should not be sitting there like with their hands you know doing nothing yeah like it's nice you get feliciana you get mark Lewinsky, who is a colts lineman but it's like the Bengals got the best guys and, and the Jaguars signed Brandon Sheriff from, from the uh, Washington commanders. That's the, one of the better old linemen on the thing. Uh, the dolphins get Armstead, like you said. So the giants are almost settling, which is frustrating, but also interesting with the Jaguars, they let DJ Chark go, but they bring in Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. Yeah, uh, like just the, interesting the, the to the me. Jags screwed the market up. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> The Jags paid uh, 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 what's his face um, from the Cardinals all that cash, and I felt like that screwed up the wide receiver market. It kind of did, and Kirk's not worth it to me. I mean, he's not the you know he's kind of just a two or a three, and the the, the Jags still Christian don't have Kirk, a one. Christian Kirk, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. They paid him. They paid him like borderline one money. He's not that. He's just not. Yeah, like so, but. Uh, yeah, but the the all linemen that the Bengals got were Alex Kappa from Tampa Bay, uh, and and they got um, Ted Karras from New England. I mean, like y- you get those two guys, it's like holy cow, that's uh, you're getting two guys from playoff teams. It's really Ted good. Ted Karras played for the Dolphins. I think he's a little bit overhyped. Ted True. Karras okay. spent one season with the Dolphins and basically was released. Yeah. We also, from New England. It was last year he played. He played like not last season, but the season before. Right. Okay. Yeah, no. So that's some, I, I, not I a guarantee. Better, I, I think he's better than what they had. I think it's an upgrade, but I do think he's a little bit overhyped. Yeah, no, I, I, it's definitely not. The other guy is really good. I forget his name, but he's really good. Kappa. Yeah, no, Alex Kappa from Tampa Bay. Yeah, 
He was good. He was good. Yeah, and the Bucks. Listen, you know they, they lose a Hall of Famer to retirement, and now they lose Kappa. Very interesting there. But uh, Von Who's Miller, the Hall of Famer, they lost to retirement. Uh, Jensen. Oh, Jensen. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then actually, uh, Marpet. No, Marpet retired, and then I, I or I think Jensen kind of, left. Yeah. 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 Jensen. Jensen just left. Yeah. That's interesting. But uh, other big move, I think the last two that I think are really Von Miller to the freaking Bills. Yeah, that's a huge one. That's huge. Von Miller to the Bills. And apparently he wanted to play with Josh Allen, which if you're a Bills fan, that's got to feel pretty good. Von Miller's insane. I, I was shocked that he didn't go back to Denver with Russell Wilson going there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I figured he would he would end his career in Denver as well. It's a little weird. Like I thought yeah. he would just rental, go to the Rams, win win the title, you know, be an, be a starter and influ- influential portion, and then you know come back. But yeah, and, and the Bills, by the way, they were number one in the NFL in points allowed per game, um, and they just add. But what they didn't have was that guy, and that's what Von Miller gives them. Like their defense's total is coached incredibly well by McDermott but it's that fear factor on defense that they were missing. Now you got a two-time Super Bowl champion, excuse me, and Von Miller. Also, Allen Robinson to the Rams. Uh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Allen Robinson, he's a freaking awesome receiver. He's a, he's a fantasy option now again. Right. He's so good, and he was just never had shit for a quarterback in Chicago, and now he's, he's golden. Yeah, yep. And, and so the last thing that I want to talk about here is I feel like, and I've tweeted this out so many times because it feels so obvious. Oh, oh, and and Frick, uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts. Yeah, Matt Ryan to the Colts. That that one I love. Like to me, they win the division. They've always been lacking the quarterback. They're the rest of their roster is on par with everyone, and I think it's better than Tennessee's. It's always if Philip Rivers last year, what the hell was that? And Wentz last year doesn't come up in the big games. They need Matt Ryan. Yep, I agree. Um... That's huge. That's huge. I, I, I agree. Matt Ryan, I, I hope that he gets, you know, another shot and, and he's in an organization where I think he can finish his career. I think that he should, he's going to finish his career at Indy and, um, and it, you know, maybe he makes a run at a Super Bowl. I mean, they've got an unreal online. They've got a great run game. They've got pieces everywhere. Who knows? I mean, if you're the culture, like, you know, let's, let's keep adding because who knows? Yeah, no, absolutely. They might get Julio Jones a little, uh, uh, thing with Matt Ryan there but uh what I was going to say though is I I think that what we're leading to right now is the only possibility for Jimmy Garoppolo with a trade is Carolina there is literally not a single other option in the NFL right now that he could be traded to other than Houston which is not going to happen and Seattle which is in their division so to me this is uh like it, it to me I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet yeah, I know. It, it's, I think he had that surgery or whatever. And I think some teams were trying to find out what was going to happen with him. I don't even know, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where he's going to end up, but this, this free agency is just insane. We usually don't get free agencies in the NFL like this, but it's going to be really interesting to see where him and Baker Mayfield end up. Yeah. I think Baker's a shoe into Seattle. Baker's or, or yeah. I mean, there was also a report today about the Steelers saying that they would pick him up if, if they could. Oh my goodness. Would be crazy. Right. Like they beat them in the playoffs and. Oh, that'd be classic. That'd be so Browns. Yeah, no, that would be awesome, man. So uh, yeah, man, we got, we covered a lot. We covered baseball and the free agency in part one, a little bit of the NHL. Then we came in here, talk more about the Florida Panthers, went deeper into the NHL and all the trades that went down and we broke down the craziness in the NFL between these three, you know, MLB coming after the lockout and the free agent frenzy, the NHL trade deadline and the break open of, of NFL free agency. Never before have we had three leagues with player movements at the same time like this. It's nuts. It was fun to go through, but now it's time to play for all the, or for the NFL. It's time for the draft for the NHL. It's pushed for the playoff baseball, regular season prep. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll be back next week doing the same thing. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, We're going to start doing live stream pods soon as well, maybe even next week, um, so that you guys can comment live on on stuff we're saying, make it a little bit more of an interactive experience for everyone. We're going to start the Podbean website very soon. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, 
and Spotify as well. Follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P. Uh, and also we do a pod, one pod to rule them all. Comes out every Tuesday. Uh, and that's also on all, soon to be, will be on all uh, uh, podcast platforms. Uh, so we do that together as well. CJ was a lot of fun and uh, we'll be back next week. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it uh, and peace. Yes, sir.